Hey, and welcome back to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. My name is Mike Freeman, and today, as we continue to work through the Gospel of John, looking at this, this incredible Gospel and thinking of how do these ancient ways apply to our modern day, today we pick up in the next few verses, which are verses 7 through 9. Now, up to this point, I, I want us to remember, Jesus, he's just coming off the heels of, of a great controversy because he healed a man who was born blind. He, he did it on the Sabbath. And the religious leaders, they're hating on Jesus. They're hating on the man that was healed. They're threatening that man's family. He's making it clear these people actually don't care for the man. They don't care for the people of Israel. They care for themselves. And then Jesus now stands in contrast. And he stands in contrast, not just as someone who cares, but as the Messiah, as the one that they are called to have faith in. Now, look as our text, as it, as it moves to verse 7, Jesus here, he's going to make a claim. He's going to make a claim about himself. And this is a claim that really demonstrates that he is the exclusive way to salvation. He is the only way to be saved. We're not saved by good works. We're not saved through any other religious faith. We're not saved through any ritual or practice or morality. We are saved only because of who Christ is and what he has done and by entering into eternal life by believing in him. Well, let's go ahead and look at our text. Verses seven through nine says, So Jesus again said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me were thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. What Jesus here is making the claim, he is saying that there is no other way for salvation. He actually says that all those that came before him, all those maybe false messiahs, all of those religious leaders who did not care for the sheep and do not point the sheep toward him. Listen, all of them are thieves and they're robbers. They have bad intention, not good intention. They do not lay down their life as Christ is going to say that he does for his sheep. They do not care for the sheep. Rather, rather they, they intend to harm the sheep. Verse eight says, but the sheep did not listen to them. They don't follow after this apparent Messiah or this apparent Messiah. This is part of why Paul says when there's debate over, well, do the Corinthians, do they follow Paul? Do they follow Apollos? Paul says, listen, it's, it's not us that you follow. It's, it's all about following Christ. The rest of us, we do the ministry to point you toward Christ. This is why Jesus, again, he says, I am the door. Twice he says it. And then look at the promise. He says, if anyone enters by me, promise number one, he will be saved. You will have salvation if you enter into the faith, trusting in Christ. This is, this is something that leaves no room for, I trust in myself and my own goodness. This needs, leaves no room for, I trust in a different kind of religion. This is not, I, I, you cannot trust in your good works, as in Roman Catholicism or being Jehovah Witness or Mormon or even some legalistic other kind of Christian brands. Listen, you can't trust in your good works. 
This is not I trust in uh, Muhammad or I trust in in my own self-actualization. I, I don't trust in any of these other religions. Rather, I trust only in Christ. He is the door. By entering in through him, you will be saved. And this idea of going in and out and finding pasture, you will be cared for. You will be safe. You will be secure. You will be protected. You will not have to worry about your the destruction of your eternal life because you will have security. And that security will be found in Christ. That security is found in entering through the door. So the, for you, listener, today, as you think about these words, let me ask you, have you entered in through the door that is Christ? Or have you entered into the Christian world by this kind of, oh, you know, I've got a little bit of Jesus and a little bit of good works and a little bit of myself and a little bit of other beliefs? Or do you enter in only through the door? My youngest son and I right now, we're reading a book called The Little Pilgrim's Progress. And in it, there is a character. And the character is ignorance. This character, he stands in contrast to, to Christian, who is the pilgrim who is, who is on this journey to the celestial city. He's, he's on this journey to heaven, but he enters in through the gate. He enters in through Jesus. He comes by the way of the cross. Ignorance, on the other hand, he has every intention to go to the celestial city, but he plans on going there not by the way that is laid out. He doesn't go by the narrow gate. He doesn't go by the cross. He finds his own way. And the story is tragic for ignorance because when he gets to the gate, he is, he's rejected entrance into the celestial city. He's rejected entrance because he does not go through the narrow gate. He doesn't go through the door. He doesn't go through Christ. Many in churches today, they think they're they have a spot in the celestial city. They think they have a spot in heaven. And they, they think that spot is theirs because of the good things they've done, because of the way they have cleaned up their life, because of the good ways they've served others. Listen, do not make this fatal mistake. The only way to enter is through faith in Christ. It's faith alone. In Christ alone. He is the gate. Have you entered through him? This question really is our ancient way for our modern day.